The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. Hello and welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. I am your host, Jack Newman, the Indomitable. <laughs> Indomitable. You could probably beat me with a large brick or something. I, don't know. <laughs> I am joined today by Bobby Pike. How are you, Bobby? I'm wonderful. How are you, Jack? I'm sure you're wonderful. You're going to finally get to talk about fucking Mad Max. I so. know. I'm so excited. <laughs> If you have not been listening to the last couple episodes of the Movie Gang podcast, you like do not know. Them. Well, yeah. In like every episode, Bobby has complained about the movie Mad Max. And while we weren't doing the cast when it came out last year, we've all generally agreed, or most pretty much everyone except Bobby, <laughs> that Mad Max is a good film. Deep with feminist commentary and, you know, it, it was better than it had any right to be was generally the consensus of critics back in the day, or the consensus of the critics on the Movie Gang podcast. But here, Bobby Pike is, and she's finally got her way, as she always does. I don't. And mean, she's I here to tell it. you that that movie was an abomination. <laughs> it was horrible. It was okay. bad. It was okay, a bad just, movie. Settle down, Tonto. No. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go to see today, and we're going to talk through and have a legitimate argument between somebody who loved Mad Max and somebody who hated it. So yep. bear with us. Bobby, we'll why, get through this. <laughs> why do you dislike Mad Max? <laughs> I will start off by saying I think part of the blame goes to the hype. And I say that because the reason I saw this movie was because it got nominated for a whole bunch of Oscars. And mm. also because I had heard that it was a fantastic feminist action film. There are not many of those. And I was really excited about that concept. I was also really, really disappointed. So I think that the billing of it as a feminist film was a mistake and it caused me to react to it more negatively than I might have otherwise. Uh, but saying people have still consistently hailed it as a feminist film, I feel like it's now okay for me to tear that notion apart. So here's the here's where I'm going to stop. I, I'll say, like, I was surprised when I went, because I saw it before the Oscar nominations. I was very surprised the focus on Furiosa from the beginning. And then the fact that the movie went in such a different direction. I think I lauded it though, as it's interesting to me because I get very, ang I got very angry. I didn't, well, I never got angry. I thought I understood people's reaction to the fact that they want to go see a new Mad Max movie. And it wasn't that it was a much deeper, interesting film about Furiosa and all honesty. But like, how, why do you think that like her take on what's happening destroys it as like a feminist popularity? Or so that I, made no sense. Go ahead. You just talk. <laughs> well, I never, I will come up front and say I did not see the first Mad Max. So I am, I am operating on this film as a, a single object and not as something within a canon. But my big issues with, um, well, it's not, it's not that me, I have a problem I, with. I want to, I want to pop in and just say, okay. I don't think that's a bad thing because I think this movie is entirely different than the rest of everything in the canon. Yeah. And that, that is a criticism that I can understand 
about this movie, but again, apparently we're not there with you, so keep going. No, um, my problem does not lie with Furiosa. My problem lies with the world in which we have created. Now, I'm not going to just say that it's entirely the fault of the world either, but let's look at the world that we have. So we're living in a world of seemingly feminist dichotomy of women good, men bad. So um, the, the men in the film are the violent aggressors and the women in the film are, you know, the, the caring and uh, nurturing individuals. And so we have this very strict uh, dichotomy of the gender roles and then there's Furiosa. Now, I was confused as to how she could move in the world where you also have women who are kept as breeders and women who are kept as like perpetual nursemaids. So all the other women in the film seem to be acting in slavery. But for some reason, Furiosa is allowed to drive a transport vehicle and run free. So that struck me as odd to begin with. But what really bothered me is the lack of respect for the the for Furiosa's character at the end of the film. So we, we drive out and we meet the elders after this incredibly long car chase. And we, we run into the, the pack of the female elders who've been living out in the desert, supposedly with no food, water or fuel, for that matter, uh, for all this time. And we get there and they create the plan that we're going to drive 160 days out. And that's where safety is. And in just... And by drawing a map in the sand with no prior knowledge, somehow Max is able to convince all these women, all these elders who've been living in the desert for X amount of time, that they're all completely fucking wrong. And the right thing to do is head right back into all the craziness that you've been running away from for the entire film. That is what bothered me. The lack of respect for the female voice in the film was immediately discounted because the man who had no prior knowledge suddenly knew more. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, okay. So I understand. Okay, I understand beef with the with the issue of the like the finish. I think if you have an issue with the world, this is the thing. It's a holdover from a different series of films. So for me, the experience was I expected everything to have gone to shit in a Mad Max world. It was about brutality. It's about people falling to shit and people being assholes. It sh- for me, it felt more like, oh, here's a tribe of women that is good. So like, yeah, like it just, they were. It was, it's an individual thing. Where you making it a dichotomy? Like I, we've seen asshole women in other settings in the Mad Max universe. Like the main villain of Mad Max Three was a woman. Or, well, she wasn't. It's complicated because she didn't actually kill Max in the end or feel like she needed to. But she was a villain, and and that's the issue is that in Thunderdome, which is also the worst of these movies but i think that's the issue is like for me it's just it it, it comes across more as like and now here's women and i think that's the thing is like i i believed that that was the interesting thing is like you know it makes it out that furiosa is just such a badass bitch that like no one can discount her keep her in slavery which is a weird fucking thing to say like i agree with that it was, like, but it also immediately dismissed her when she needed to make a plot point. None of the plot points, save for the very first one of her driving the truck on the wrong route, are focused on Furiosa. She's supposedly the, she really is the main character, not Max, but right. none of the plot points are driven by her. And the moment I she has the ability to make a plot, 
decision, it is immediately discounted and given back to Max. So I find it to be very superficially feminist, but if you actually like got deep into it, I had a lot of, I have problems lauding it as a feminist film if you're going to immediately discount the female voice when it's capable of making a decision. So if people so weren't like, lauding it as a, a film, f- she make a, they, the, the primary part of the film, I don't mean to interrupt you because again, it's fine. I'm not, I'm not feminist. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a jackass on this. You know, I'm just kidding. I'm gonna be mean <laughs> to you, Bobby, and your vagina. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the I mean the whole point is like she. I'm really not the person to do this argument, but <laughs> everyone else, no one else wanted to deal with you about it. Um, <laughs> but the whole point is is that like she makes the original decision to run off and Max just tags along. Like her decision is to go and get away from everyone and do it. She makes the original decision to leave. So like the film, 90% of the film is based upon her decision. She is driving all of the events that happen to my, to my mind. Like I don't know. I mean, she starts the train that gets the entire motion of the film going. I will give you that. But I think that, from that moment forward, all decisions end up being deferred to other people. And well, who makes the decision to keep going? That's the thing. Is like I feel like she's like this train that's driving the like the plot forward with her indomitable force and desire to get away. See, like, but what what bothered me is um, so Furiosa's big thing is she is has a special ability to be able to drive this truck. She can drive it really, really well. That's her thing. She's super good at it. But in the film, there are multiple points where both the white, scary alopecia guy and Max are capable of driving the truck think, with yeah, no think, prior experience. And apparently so that's something she can do really well. No, no, no. I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't screw with that. First off, Max is like, that's his superpower. Like, that's the point. That makes sense. And, and again, and like in uh, Knox, the character you're referring to. Alopecia guy. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Spray paint, we really, white, alopecia we really guy. Need to stop. We do this on Feast for Bros. We don't actually say anyone's name. We make up, like, character names for them. Like, like Sean, for the past, like, bunch of seasons, like, all last season referred to this high sparrow as Bernie Sanders because <laughs> Sean's secretly a closet Republican. I don't know how closeted <laughs> it is. We'll see after he becomes Not a lawyer. Not particularly like, closeted. I know. But anyways, the issue, I don't mean to say anything bad about Republicans. I'm saying he particularly is closeted about it. Um... <laughs> The in, the interesting thing about this is just, oh I, that's I say that word phrase way too many times. Infinity. Is it interesting, uh, Jack? Is it really interesting? How interesting is yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> the interesting, the, not the so fascinating thing. thing. Knox is a good driver, and Max has that superhuman ability. He should be able to drive anything. That's the that's the whole point of the series. Is like this guy drives well. Like I mean, I think that's the whole the whole point to mad max is he just drives very very well and you know he loses his car sometimes but he gets it back and it's i i think like it never bugged me that he max was able to drive like under the rules of this universe if it's a vehicle like shit if it's like a person or like a camel max should be able to drive it like that's like that's that's his whole shtick and Knox being a, a war boy should be able to drive it as well preferably not as well as uh, as furiosa I don't think you're taking anything away from them by, like, having the other three characters be able to drive it. If the girl, if one of the other girls, slave girls, had jumped down and started riding that rig, I'd been like, yeah, no. 
no, that's not cool. But like at the same time, like Furiosa was also disabled. Like you have to realize that. Like she was able right. to do all that disabled. Like, and I think that's I think that's a point in her favor that like Furiosa is not a disabled character. Like she is more capable than a lot of than like ninety percent of the rest of the people in the thing. Like she's she was without even the metal arm, she was almost more physically terrifying than Ma- the Max, which is just you know crazy. I not just crazy. Did, I mean, it's just like Max is a mad dog. Like that's the idea. Like they I did not even the find, rest of the war boys. Well, I did not ahead. find Max compelling, or interesting, or terrifying, or foreboding, or and he was a superfluous character in this film. Right. He mm-hmm. served no purpose. I mean, literally, they introduce him as that. being a blood bag, and he just he doesn't he doesn't do anything. But he's the title of the film. I how I'll agree with that. I'll that. agree with that. Uh, Max, Max, I mean, this is my beef with the film, is that it's not a Mad Max film. They they took a franchise and they made a fourth act that entirely focuses on an entering universe. Like, if they had made this movie unto itself, it might have been a better issue for me. I, and I think that's I think that's accurate, because Max is, surp- is superfluous to the plot. And I, 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 will I, give I, cannot, you, I cannot argue with that. No, he um, just is. He does not need to be there. Everything could have happened exactly the same if he was not there. It, Except it really, Furiosa would have died in the ex, desert. Ex, well, she would have driven into the desert with the women, and God knows what would have happened because we never I got mean, to see l- that part of the movie. Let's be honest; they would have died a half dozen times without Max there. How do we know that? Well, I mean, Max fighting off people and jumping on the thing. Like there was several moments where Max was like the hero and saved people. You know what I mean? I'm not saying there weren't saving moments there. It's just he he was in general a not. He's not a making not a interesting decision. Character. He's not driving plot points, right? He's just trying to survive. Like that's that's Max at this point. Like Max is a mad dog, like Mad Max. Like that's and I the just whole beef. Didn't and that's find the thing. Him is, that's the thing, Bobby. Is like you, we have three movies of character buildup for Max. For somebody that's not seen this, like there are little moments in there referencing him, but he's almost like at the point of like total madness by the point of this movie. Like he's seen that man's seen some shit. Is the whole point? Do you know what I mean? But like I, mean, I agree I did with you. A- I did appreciate that the film created a world that was very um, visually appealing and very much stuck to uh, the world. I mean, the the I don't know what you call them the the war boys thing. The, yeah, uh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The oh visual God. appeal there was. Uh, I mean, they, they they had a look that they were going for, and they pushed it uh, in their. The costuming and the makeup and the set design and uh, the cars and all that kind of stuff. And I, I could see how that would be impressive. Uh, frankly, I found it off-putting. Um, the whole mm. spray paint thing was uh, just, it was off-putting to me. Right, and what I really, tunnel, shiny and chrome. Well, yeah, that. That and, so you know, great. everyone yelling Valhalla and it's just, it was... It, I guess I just didn't get it, but it was uncomfortable for me. And what I really didn't understand is those crazy guys with the weird Joker hats, with the guitars riding on the amps, screaming. What? Why? Why? There's only one of them, and he gave me a boner. I'm just saying. There were at least two. No, no, there was only one. Are you sure? Because I swear they had two in a row. Bobby, I do not lie about things that give me a boner. (laughs) I did I not just, like that. I understand that you just like, I, I just think like, I think it's such a well-realized universe and it's ridiculous. I'm not saying like, it's like, I'm not saying it's not divorced from reality, but at the same time, like it is hilarious and good and dark. And at the same time, all these parts point combined. But it, and it is it's divorced like this, from reality. They're in post-apocalyptic. That's not desert, a bad thing. That's not a bad but, thing. 
why are the the half naked women wearing gauze bathing in the middle of the fucking desert? Why? Because they should have water as a precious resource. That should not be something that should be like thrown about on the half-naked women. Why were they I mean, wearing gauze start, in the first stop place? Stop hitting on things that are giving me boners. Like that's all I'm saying. Like flame guitar guy. Like it's, I'm not gonna lie. Flame guitar guy gave me more of a boner than like the no. Wet the whole contest. movie is a little boy's wet dream. Okay, that is the entire movie, and I feel like it was misbranded to me. And if I'd known going in, oh, this is an Oscar-level cinematic piece with incredible visual effects and everything. That is. Big basically a 12 year old boner then i would have been like oh okay i really don't want to watch that but i'm sure it's great for the special effects like i think my I'll difference give you the quality of the editing in that film and i will Ugh. say that they did some incredibly stunning things with the visual effects but Stop everything right else there. gonna disagree entirely i actually have a i actually have a really pro- big problem with the special effects in this film i do not think they're great i think they are subpar i think the practical effects are unbelievably well done i think the special effects are far behind and i think there's stupid moments like the fucking wheel flying out of the thing oh that was it, it looks like it was i feel like it was prepped for like a 3d movie and then they just decided not to shoot 3d is what it feels to me like it sometimes and i think the special effects are just kind of subpar um, for what is otherwise a really great, well-done visual effect, because they put so much fucking effort into fucking going to the desert and actually shooting that shit there. The cinematography like, is pretty it's good. good. It's good. I, it's good. No, no, the cinematography and the center shot method that he employed was really, really good, and I agree with him, and the action is so much better than your average action movie, and the editing is well done. I just have an issue with visual effects. So, like, I'm, I'm just, like, I'm just, like, I'm saying, like, everything about the movie, like, I don't think we're arguing the, me- the movie is mechanically well done. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it is. It has the pieces right, you know, like... Right, 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 the, right. Like these, mother, like, these guys built rigs and went out in the desert and shot the cameras and did all the stuff. Like, they, like, there's a very good, there's a very great sense of physical presence to all the vehicles because they they're real it, fucking vehicles. Yeah, like, they did it the hard way because it was the right way to do it, and that is right. appreciated, and you can see that. I just think there are so many other failings that happened that made it an unenjoyable moving watching experience look, coming for me. Back, I mean, honestly, look, I, I would have... Okay. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, was, ahead I, I would have... If I had not been watching it with my boyfriend at the time, I would have turned it off. It is... Oof. It, it was that bad. I did not like anything about it. All right. Coming back around to your original point that you were saying... Like earlier, oh god, what was it? Shit, you moved on so fast. Sorry, um, I have lots of. No, 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 you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You, you, you have a lot of ire for this movie, and it's like yes. I honestly, I'm like, I like, I, I like this movie, but like, I'm not coping. I like, I don't care about it nearly as much as you hate it. Like, that's all I gotta <laughs> say. Like, I, I will say, your passion for hating this movie is legend. I'm just saying, like, I, it'll I be what I am issue- known for. Here's the thing. It's back to your wet dream in the boys. Like, yes, Mad Max has always been a little boy's wet dream. And I think that's the amazing thing that people love about um, this thing is like it is still a wet dream, but it is subversive in terms of that wet dream. There is there is a wet dream that is happening and all this action. And in the middle of it, there's Furiosa just like plowing into it with like feminine issues. And I think this thing is the fact that those feminine issues are okay and well realized and not that i think i think you're right i think the issue is like if people told you that oh it's a feminist it's a feminist movie like you're gonna be excited because there's feminine issues in it like yeah tangentially like yes and it is it does superficially 
it does piss me off like the girls are good the guys are bad except for max because i don't know why because he's the hero i guess i don't know it, it was well just- I, I will say like his decision to help them is like really weird at like points like i like that like i liked how that was earned a little bit but at some point he's just like whatever i'll just go with things yeah but like i feel like he's such a survivalist it seems such a weird decision to turn around and plow back into the enemy well, and I, I think I'm also bothered by this movie, um, not because it's one long chase scene, because they're great, you know, just chasing films I love, out there. I love road movies. I love road movies, and I love that movie for that, that it's like it's constantly on the road. You feel like you're having an adventure with those characters. I, I like, appreciated like road that trip. they... I appreciated that they tried to, that they they went for, you know, everything is happening. uh, There's constant motion. Everyone is constantly moving. And I I mean, I did appreciate that aspect of the film, but I also thought it really um, lulled there in the middle. Uh, I thought that the chase scene kind of never was furthered up until the point that they needed to turn around. Uh, There wasn't a whole lot of action driving those moments for me. I I mean, they had a whole lot of interesting cuts back and forth and the uh, visualization of the world with the cars and the screaming guys and the spray paint uh, provided some some interesting caveats along the way. But as far as like actual action, I didn't feel like there was that great of action in the chase. Oh, okay. I mean, we're not. I, I don't. I, I, I honestly, at this point, I don't. I don't really know how to communicate with you about this because I, I, I'm sorry, Bobby. Like, you can't tell me the action in this movie was bad. I'm not saying all of it was bad. I think that there. No, were I don't think. Some, I don't think you can say any of it was bad. I think when they did the turnaround, that got a little better. But I thought that pretty much from setting up the world and meeting and Furiosa and Max meeting from that point until the turnaround, it slowed. I mean, I'm not. That's a plot issue. That's not an issue. I mean, yeah, like there's like there's stretches with that action, and there's not there's less enjoyable action scenes. I mean, as, as straight up actual combat scenes, I don't think there's anything in there that's actually that bad. Like I'm not- I, I, I just. <sighs> it's not to say it's bad. It's just I felt that they really didn't have a whole lot of interesting furthering the plot points in the middle stretch. There was stuff at the beginning and there was stuff at the end, and I felt that the middle just uh, just dragged. All right. Well, I need I need time to take a break and a breather. So we're gonna have a moment from our sponsors. This month for the Movie Gang podcast, we are sponsored by Take It Away, Other Me. (laughs) The Movie Gang podcast is sponsored by What Katie Read. Head on over to YouTube.com and check out the latest BookTube channel hosted by Catherine Boyd. Are you an advertiser looking to get your product noticed by a devoted audience? Contact Jack Newman at NewmanVisualProductions.com for advertising space on the Movie Gang podcast. While you're over there, check out the range of photography and video services provided by Newman Visual Productions. That's NewmanVisualProductions.com. Okay, so I've just gotten beaten up for 20 minutes about Mad Max. So let me come back and like, let's see if we can rectify some of these issues. I think the criticism that this might not have been an Oscar-worthy film is fair. I think I don't love the technical aspects of this film in terms of the VFX effects 
and I don't necessarily love that it's not like a true Mad Max film in terms of that it went off in an entirely different direction. I agree. That's my issues with these movies. But the internalized core conflict with Furiosa and the breeders, to some extent, is such an interesting take. And it's such an interesting take to see it subverted in an action film. Here's an action film about the male wet dream, as it were, as you put it. Subverted in a fashion to suggest that, like, here's women action heroes riding in, and they're just as badass, but they have issues that they need to tell. And it's like, it's this kind of this, this thought process of women taking... Well, the car by the steering wheel, I suppose. I don't want to say reins, <laughs> as it were. Um, and, like, beating men into submission of understanding of that. And that's the end. I mean, I don't like the ending, but at the same time, like, men recognizing the power of them in society and recognizing, like, their place in it or, like, reclaiming issues and, like, the the feel of that. I do feel like it makes it a little bit like, oh, they're, they're hippies because, like, they're growing seeds. And st- I don't know. I, mean, I don't mean to put people as hippies but like you know they have a pot like women are a positive force for life and there's like a theme there of like pregnancy and breeding and seeds and new life and pure life as it were because even though like the girl's gonna have that baby like you know even though it's a warlord's baby like they tell her not to hate the baby because of the father and there's there's a pureness to childlike and the ability of women there i agree there is like a theme running through there but i think it has to do more with perspective on the world as a whole in previous Mad Max films, like the world is falling apart. How does it start over? So it's like, I, I, I don't know. I think there's like a, I think this film can exist and be fine. I don't think it's inherently sexist that they position the females as such, especially since Furiosa is not the breeders. There is a separation between the mothers, the breeders, and Furiosa. And Furiosa is this kind of this individual caught in the middle. And I think she's she's almost androgynous to some extent in there, though clearly female. But she's also this representation of the badass action hero. And as such, she's like a bridge between the two things and is leading the women home to kind of these things. This is just, I mean, these are some the- theoretical thoughts. But, like, the point is, is, like, this movie generates so many of them. Like, we can have a disagreement about the feminist issues in this movie, but at the same time, you can't tell me that it doesn't have an interesting plot to follow through to generate these thoughts and processes and generate feelings about the movie. I I think that the movie is interesting with what it's trying to do, um, but I did find the feminist issues to be superficial, and in the moments where they could have chosen to listen to the female voice, they chose not to. Um, and I also so wait, wait. Where do they not listen to Furiosa other than at the end, that last scene? And, and I'm gonna give you that last scene because Max just comes and fixes all their problems in like a weird sort of way, in 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 a, in a move that is entirely antithetical to his survival instincts up to the point in this movie. Right, I agree and that's, with that. That's really, I mean, that's the the moment that I remember. You know, I, it's been a while since I watched the film, but that's the moment that stuck with me. We have Furiosa driving this plot and she's rescued these the mothers. You know, she's done an incredibly heroic thing. She's right. fighting back as a single woman. Uh, just, you know, it, all of that stuff was good and was good from a feminist perspective and was interesting. And we get all the way to where you're, you need to make a critical decision of where do we go next? And in a short short scene we unravel all of you know Furiosa's uh, confidence and all the things that she's been doing to lead us to this point and we decide that Max knows best and that is okay the moment I got so frustrated here's where I'm gonna take that back and I'm gonna say this 
I don't think Max is not a stand-in for the audience. Max is a representation of a different sort of of masculinity. He's a representation of kind of this this kind of this action hero. He's literally an action hero legend, and he's coming down to Furiosa and he's saying, "You need to be this." Like he's saying to women, like you cannot run away from issues. You have to take back the men's society. And I do think that's the issue. Is like Max is literally. It's a powerful moment for me in that Max is telling women, like, you have to be, you have to take the power if you want to be able to survive. You have to be able to beat men down. And that's the thing. Furios is such a champion of women because she embodies masculinity in a female form. And for me, it's like, like Max passing the torch off to her is like, you can rebuild society. You can have these views, but you have to also be able to understand violence in a way. And that's like Max is like passing on that, that physical violence. He's like run back into their teeth. And if you want to, if you believe in this thing, you have to, you have to get there. And that's the thing is like just death. Like if you want, if you don't, it, it's, it's, a, for me, it's a meeting of female and masculine forms at that moment of understanding the power of masculine, but also understanding like the preciousness and rebirth of females as well. And like that ability. So like for me, it's a combination moment and it's supposed to be this moment. I don't think it's well realized. I don't, I don't think all that comes through because I had a lot of internal feelings about it that may, may or may not be true to the filmmakers or what was actually happening. I just, I thought that Max should have had no prior knowledge of the, uh, the place that the elders wanted to take Furiosa and the other women to. He, I mean, why would he join up with Furiosa if he knew where he could go and he could run away? That's a big, you know, if that's, he could act on a, his own. And so yeah. they, they dismiss something these elders should have known with knowledge that Max has already purported to not know. So that's, that's where my disconnect was um, with, with the femininity. No, I agree. Like that's all. That's all like, that's all in service of that moment. Do you know what I mean? Like it's all plot. They needed to be able to make a turnaround, you know, to, to, to continue the movie, they needed to turn around, and that's how they chose to write the turnaround. And uh, you know, it, it might not bother other people, but it bothered me, and I didn't like it. So, I think it's in service of a good movie and a good point. I think it's in service of a, of a powerful moment between two characters, and a powerful moment of like here is this masculine symbol, like females claiming it and writing back in society and taking it over, and that's kind of like. Furiosa's rebirth at that moment when she's almost at the like death's door. I could have used like a. All it's missing is a baptism scene. <laughs> like honestly, at the end, no, I was like, uh, the, with the, the blood end, and everything. The ending it was, was, it was interesting. Pretty cheesy, and that's yeah. No, I I agree with that. I they ride back into the city, and all of a sudden, everyone just accepts them as like, oh, okay, you're our rulers now. Oh yeah, yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty fucking random. Um, I never liked that. And it I, just I wrapped up too quick. At the very the conquered end. god, yeah, and yeah. I get like the conquered god motif and returning to society with the knowledge as you've gained, and like and like that's the thing is returning returning to society with the knowledge of the gain with the gods conquered corpse and the boon, and there's there's all these like you know hero's journey elements in the story. So like I it's funny too because like I can accept more things like if I think about them in terms of a hero's journey, even though they are ridiculous. I agree with it. It's ridiculous. I didn't think it bothered me in terms of the movie because it was all in service of great action sequences with an okay internalized plot. Again, I don't think it's Oscar worthy. I still, I agree with you about that. Yeah, I I could not get on that train. I I have nothing but a strong recommendation for it, though. 
I think that perhaps if I had not been beat over the head with this is a great feminist action film, every feminist should go see this, as was the hype leading into the Oscars, um, I think I would have hated it less. Um, there, that's an there apologist. Is, I'll, I'll give you that. That is an apologist mindset. Like that's not that's not what that that's a disservice to this film. I'll agree with that. I, I think that there um, there were some good action moments, and I think that the time that the crew took to make the film the right way by actually building everything and going on location and the the shots they were able to create. I mean, I think there was some incredible film work done. I think that the plot. Uh, did not further the film work as it should have. I think it's the main whole of the film, and I think a lot of the um, the praise for the film is unearned because it focuses on the feminist motif, which I don't think the film really fully realized. All right, here's where I'm going to go. I'm going to give a score to this, and then we're going to give you the final time to get the shit out of your system so it doesn't Thank come you. up in another fucking cast. I'll, I, I got it all out now. I feel better. All right, I know you do, but here's... For this movie, and here's the thing, I was, I felt that I was on the low end of this movie before we going into this, so understanding that, I gave this movie a 7. Here's the thing, I have a strong recommendation for this movie, it is not my favorite movie, I think there's issues with the VFX, I think there's plot issues, I think there's other issues, I think I wanted a Mad Max movie, and I think they, it's, it's, it's a subversive, and I understand the, the, like, the moralistic of turning a subversive icon of subverting an icon to the purpose of showing a female action hero at the same time. Like it's, it's, it's not necessarily the thing I wanted or what, what I believed because as a fan of Mad Max, I, I wanted more Max and he's very, he's not central to the film. So, I mean, but these are all personal issues of this. I cannot deny that the movie is really, really great in terms of like Knox and the characters and like, and like the, the moralistic hero's journey that Furiosa goes through and him witnessing the Furios, the like Furiosa journey and him giving, passing the torch there's there's a really great icon like iconoclastic moment to this in terms of like here is a action hero passing the torch onto females saying this is what we need this is the fire that you need to go back and take society so i think there's a really great message and point in there and for that i'll say it's a seven but i mean there's still some issues that just hold it from being a really really great film for me which is an eight so bobby I swear this is your last opportunity to get this out of your system. So please <laughs> unload. Well, I would give this film a four. Um, I, I could not recommend this movie to anyone without a large caveat at the beginning. Um, it is a, it is an action film that is fun to watch. The chase scenes can be amusing. Um, I find there to be some stylistic choices that are unsettling and I did not enjoy, uh, but others have disagreed. I thought there were lots of plot holes. I felt that the film did not respect the female characters within it. I thought the film ignored the title character. Um, I didn't think the film followed its own rules that it set up with, especially with the drought and the resources hoarding. Um, so 
I, I pretty much found holes all the way through it, which made it very difficult for me to enjoy it. Uh, there were parts where I found myself lost in the action of it, um, but I think perhaps if I watch it again, uh, having all of this out of my system, I can let it go and enjoy it more of just an action film without trying to look for deeper meaning in it. But I think because of the initial criticism that I heard about it and the, uh, the Oscar buzz and calling it the feminist action hero movie of the year um, really, really just did it in for me to the point that I, I found it almost unwatchable. All right. So I cannot fucking believe I'm saying this, but uh, we're the only two people here. So the Movie Gang podcast gives Mad Max a 5.5, which is And still the other cast members are going to lose their fucking minds. Fucking recommendation body so everyone can just be unhappy <laughs> for the movie gang a podcast this has been bobby pike it's good to see you guys come What's back twitter again handle? now what toss it out there give us your twitter handle what is it oh my twitter handle it's at bobby 21 b-o-b-b-y-e 21 you can yell at me on Twitter about what I think about movies. I'll be happy to hear your opinions, too. <laughs> and I am Jack Newman, your host for the Movie Gang Podcast. You can go see me at Newman Visuals. You can also go yell at us all on the Movie Gang Podcast Twitter at the un- underscore movie underscore gang. So go yell at us there. Go love us. Go tell us we're terrible people for giving your favorite movie a 5.5. Uh, we're ready. We're ready for this. See you guys.